Welcome to Building Stronger Communities, a presentation of MRB Group and our Smarter Local Gov team. MRB Group has been supporting local governments for nearly a century with engineering, architecture, and infrastructure development. And our Smarter Local Gov team has been designed to tackle community development and management challenges facing our local government partners. This podcast features conversations with professionals and community leaders sharing stories, information, and resources that come from a municipal knowledge base that's 100 years in the making. From the James R. Gresson studio in the historic Culver Road Armory, this is Building Stronger Communities. Welcome, 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 welcome back, and welcome to our newest feature on Building Stronger Communities, a little something that we like to call This Week in Local Gov. I'm Matt Horn. I'm the Director of Local Government Services for MRB Group and the uh, head of MRB Group's Smarter Local Gov initiative, which, uh, as you all know, is designed to support local governments in just about every facet of uh, what you're up to at Village Hall, City Hall, Town Hall, and uh, the County Office Building. Uh, we're here this week. Uh, the big feature that's on everyone's radar right now is federal funding. And uh, this week, we'd like to just take a few moments to unpack a couple of really critical federal funding streams that uh, local government should be taking advantage of or getting ready to take advantage of. Um, the first one that we wanted to chat about today was the American Rescue Plan Act that's uh, commonly referred to around City Hall as ARPA. Uh, you might remember that uh, you know back in the early days of COVID, everyone was really worried about what was gonna happen to local government revenues, were costs to fight the, um, the pandemic on the local government side gonna, gonna soar and kind of outstrip local government's ability to fund not just uh, COVID mitigation, but also uh, your day-to-day, uh, the, the, uh, the daily goings-on in local government. And uh, so in response, we all kind of prayed that, uh, that the feds would not do what they normally do, which is take a big pot of money, pass it through to the state, the state layers on some requirements, create some programs that takes about a year, and then uh, that gets out uh, via some state vehicle. And before you know it, the pandemic is is all the way down the road. Uh, what local governments were really looking for uh, was a way to tackle the potential revenue impacts of COVID and the potential cost impacts of COVID in a really direct way. And uh, the federal government came through in short. I mean, ultimately, the American Rescue Plan Act, uh, even though it did float through the states, the feds got really particular about the state's ability to layer on any additional administrative requirements, which they were not permitted to do, and the state's ability to kind of skim off administrative costs uh, from what the federal government allocation ultimately ended up being. Uh, and in fact, the, the federal government passed this, this law that said these funds are intended to support local governments, uh, and the state may not layer on any additional regulations and cannot uh, take any funding off the top. And so uh, local governments were promised some funding. And in fact, they have started to receive it. So uh, you probably, hopefully, have already received one half of your initial ARPA allocation. And uh, that came uh, into into most local government accounts uh, earlier this uh, in 2021, fall of 2021. 
Uh, and the next, what they call tranche, or the next half of these funds is due to arrive uh, in your accounts in 2022. Uh, initially, th- there I wouldn't call them you know an, an incredible uh, number of strings, but the federal government really did focus these efforts across a couple of pots. One, they did say, hey, if your revenues were impacted, um, then these funds are intended to replenish your revenues. Uh, so if you saw uh, if you saw reductions, and there were pretty broad categories around uh, or calculations around how those reductions uh, were, were going to shape up. And we'll get to why that really doesn't matter anymore in a moment. But were your revenues impacted? And do you have attributable costs relative to COVID? Uh, and, you know, some really souped up strong local governments with heavy duty accounting infrastructure uh, started tracking those costs way back in, in early 2021 uh, and uh, and they were fortunate to have said uh, yep these are you know these are the direct costs but if you're a tiny little town you know in, in rural South Carolina rural Texas rural New York you uh, you probably didn't have that level of accounting infrastructure and you weren't carefully tracking those costs in a lot of cases we'll tell you why that doesn't matter in a moment either so if effectively, did you have a, a, a revenue uh, loss? Did you have costs attributable to COVID? That was one. Those were two buckets. Uh, and then the other bucket was infrastructure, water, sewer, and uh, and broadband infrastructure. And so local governments that were challenged, uh, not just during the pandemic, but certainly for decades of delayed deferred maintenance and capital costs, were now able to leverage these ARPA funds, these ARPA funds, um, to address infrastructure needs around water, sewer, and then uh, and then new needs emerging in in the area of broadband. So that was called the interim final rule, a really uh, absolute federal government uh, uh, jargon. The interim final rule laid out all of these uh, buckets that funds could roll into. Uh, fast forward to today. Uh, particularly if you are a small local government, a local government who was set to receive less than $10 million in uh, in ARPA funds. Those local governments today, under the new final, final rule, uh, are eligible to use those funds in just about any way you can think of. There are some very limited exceptions. Uh, you can't use it to roll back property taxes. Uh, you can't really use it to recoup uh, property taxes that you already rolled back. We can talk about that. Um, you can't pay any legal settlements. You can't fund pension obligations, and you cannot put it in reserves. That's the one that probably will trip up most local governments uh, that I work with. It's a, it's just an instinct, right? We we just went through a rainy day. We want to make sure that we're protected against a future rainy day. But the feds were explicit that you cannot use this to pad your reserves. So. Uh, other than those things, though, you can use it for literally just about anything. What I've been telling folks is if you've got a capital project, virtually uh, any capital project you can think of, if you've got an equipment need, uh, virtually any equipment need you can think of, water fund, sewer fund, general fund, any of those things, buildings, streets, uh, anything you can think of, sidewalks. These capital and equipment purchases are absolutely going to be covered under ARPA. And so you are free to use your ARPA funds as you wish. Uh, and uh, and so with respect to the new final rule, local governments have this ultimate freedom and ultimate flexibility uh, that you can take advantage of. So what you need to do now, uh, hopefully, 
like I said, you've, you've, you should already have received half of your funds and be prepared to receive the next half. What you should do now is segregate those funds into uh, an independent bank account. There's a couple of reasons why you want to do this. Um, the first is you ultimately are still going to have to do some form of reporting, and we're digging at what that is now. Um, but second, this is the only federal program I've ever worked in where you are authorized to keep any interest that you earn on these funds. And so what we encourage folks to do is put it in a separate bank account. Um, we know interest isn't out of control these days, but any uh, interest that you earn on these accounts uh, will be retained by the local government, eligible to spend however you like. These funds, uh, once they're in that separate account, really segregate your record keeping as well. Here's how we spent it. Uh, here's the procurement process we went through. Here's uh, here are all the contracts related to how we executed the project. Keep all of those in standalone project file. Keep that bank account reconciled independently of your other bank accounts. Because later this spring, um, in March, you're, you are going to be required to make a first report. Um, and what we're hoping, we haven't seen it yet, but what we're hoping is that Local governments who received less than $10 million are literally going to be able to check this box. I'm declaring, you know, a 10, 10 uh, you know, whatever number, my $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 worth of ARPA funds are dedicated to revenue impacts and, uh, and that that would be the end of the reporting. But in the case where, uh, where the federal government may ask to, uh, to understand how exactly you spent those funds, now your files are all segregated and, and, um, and you can go right to those and, and provide any documentation that's needed. So, uh, we're still, we've still got our, our eyes out there to understand fully what the reporting requirements are going to be with this new final, final rule. Um, if you have not received any money yet, shoot me an email. It's matt, M-A-T-T dot H-O-R-N, matt dot horn at mrbgroup.com. Uh, and we'll try to track that down for you, try to understand uh, what uh, what the hangup is. Uh, if you've got questions about reporting, those kinds of things, shoot me an email as well. We've got a whole team of folks who are really focusing on this. And like I said, it's not super clear yet as to what the reporting requirements will be, um, but we're starting to get a glimpse at what they are, and uh, and we're happy to help folks through those. So, you know, just a, a quick summation, uh, virtually any capital or equipment need you've got, ARPA is going to be able to fund that, um, and, and it can fund other things as well. I just uh, I, I move quickly to what the what there will be no questions about capital and equipment, um, but if there are operational things you want to chat through, happy to talk about that as well. Um, segregate your funds, segregate your records, have them as a standalone uh, in case the reporting requirements demand that of you. Uh, so that's ARPA. Uh, it's exciting, especially now. I mean, it was exciting all along. We know we've had these, this backlog of infrastructure needs, um, and we're, we're finally in a position to fund those. But now we know we've got a backlog of other needs that ARPA can support as well. So uh, kudos to you if you've been able to use that in a really creative way. If you have, if you've got a really neat project that you're funding with ARPA, we'd love to hear about it. Matt.horn at mrbgroup.com. The second piece, uh, still a little gray floating around out there, but you've seen big, big announcements around President Biden's infrastructure bill, uh, part of this Build Back Better initiative. Uh, the infrastructure bill is exactly as it sounds. The federal government has pumped trillions of dollars into virtually every type of infrastructure you can think of, roads, highways, energy, 
water, sewer, broadband, it's all in there. Um, the, uh, the administration just recently uh, put out a guidebook that overviews uh, where those funds are going, uh, what the, what pots they're going into, which federal agencies are going to be charged with administration. Um, what you're going to find, and I'll save you some reading. Uh, if, you, if you're interested, you can certainly uh, just Google the uh, infrastructure bill guidebook. It's out there. It's about 460 plus pages. Um, but if you're looking for the Cliff's Notes version, the Cliff's Notes version is in most cases existing federal programs, programs like the drinking water revolving funds in each state. Uh, in most cases, those programs have just been juiced up, have been increased to support uh, even more projects moving forward. This saves the federal government from creating a whole host of other regulations. Uh, and it puts it in the hands of some folks who probably already do a lot of business with at, at these state regulatory agencies. Um, so we're going to keep a closer eye on that as these shake out, particularly in communities that uh, that we do a lot of work in. And so uh, we're in all likelihood, you'll see more information from us coming out on this as these new programs drop. But what, as I say, once, once the uh, guidelines become clear, we really anticipate that you're going to see some of your old familiar favorites with just bigger pots of money, which makes uh, some of these other uh, some of these projects that have been kind of maybe less competitive over the years uh, see an enhanced level of competitiveness. Um, so that's the infrastructure bill. What you need to do right now is is get your ducks in a row. What projects do you have that you've been lining up for federal funding all along or state funding all along um, that have been sitting out there that maybe have been turned down a time or two. Uh, we use the term shovel ready a lot. Um, so that's, you know, that's certainly uh, something that makes projects attractive. In all likelihood, most shovel ready projects um, have already have eyes on them from, from state and federal officials, but get it as shovel ready as you can. Uh, make sure you have all the data and information uh, about the projects available. Um, and and we, we tell people all the time, federal government, state government, whomever the funding agency is, they don't want to walk into a controversy. So get your board, your council, get them unified around a couple of projects that this infrastructure bill can can be uh, supportive of so that the so that the federal government uh, can can stand behind a united community uh, around a, a specific project. Uh, if you have specific questions, do you have ideas that you want to float by us on uh, on your infrastructure projects? Again, water, sewer, broadband, roads, highways, uh, you name it, energy, it's all in there. Um, if you have questions around those, again, email is matt.horn, M-A-T-T dot H-O-R-N at M-R-B group.com. So that's it. That's this week in local government. Two big, big federal funding sources coming your way. Uh, we're hopeful that we can be supportive of you in those efforts. If you ever have any questions, always reach out. We're here. Uh, and stay tuned for more episodes of Building Stronger Communities and for this week in local government. I'm Matt Horn, and we'll catch you next time. Building Stronger Communities is a collaboration between MRB Group and FingerLakesOne.com. To learn more, visit www.smarterlocalgov.com and check out archived episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Look for links to all those locations in the show notes. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.